Hello and welcome to a new season of What's the Fact? This is the podcast where good trivia gets rewarded and bad lies are punished. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, welcome. My name's Ryan Whistle. This is Warren Robertson. And boy, are we delighted to have you join us. Uh, we got ourselves some new things going to go. I don't know if you've noticed my glowing skin. We, we've got a makeup artist that we haven't paid. Um, but thank you to, to her. Yeah. yeah. No, we're still paying off the Mona Lisa. We <laughs> can't afford to pay off anybody else. But this is, this is it. This is a new season of the podcast after yes. we... After we fired the people who made all the mistakes that you realized before. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we swear there will be no more mistakes going forward, right? Is it firing if we never paid them? <laughs> we, just we, we, we parted ways. Yeah, we got yeah. a new NGO to partner with us. <laughs> <laughs> Good, but this is our Christmas episode. Yes. Oh, it's a, Christmas. This it's the first time we've ever repeated a topic. Because yes. obviously it's Christmas. And yes, we wanted yes. to announce that we're back and do a whole new... People love Christmas, man. I mean, I love Christmas. I love Christmas. And, and uh, coming up, one of my facts is people really love Christmas all over the world. Brilliant, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're hanging on the edge I know. of the music. What do does you, he do you mean? Why don't you start? Why don't you, oh, Why don't well, you give us you. our first Okay, well, Happy cheers. Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. We say Merry Christmas in... <laughs> Dewey. So happy I we say Merry Winter Holiday. Hey, let's, let's annoy your entire church. <laughs> All right, here we go, folks. Here we go. This is the fact, and then you must tell me if I'm telling the truth or telling a lie. They know how it works. They know how it works. Okay, thank you. Just you know, just reminding the people. So, um, my fact is that um, sixty percent of Christmas decorations come from one city. In China. Sis, how can you say that? Because that's, true. <laughs> that's where they come from. Well, um, one city, hey? Not one country, one city. One that's city my in, fact. in China. And, and, I didn't um, say that. No, I don't I'm know why that. he said that. I I'm didn't saying that because I think it's true. I, I know that a lot of Christmas baubles uh, initially came from uh, one town in Germany. There was, in fact, a, a whole thing where, where the town, that's all they did, was they created these annual Christmas baubles. But I think now that's probably been destroyed by this particular city in China. And I'm pretty sure it's in China. I'm, I seem to remember something about that. Maybe, maybe I'm delusional, but I'm going to say it's true. You're saying I'm starting I'm straight up. I'm saying straight up you're, you're starting a new season. You're starting everything fresh with a truthful one. Yeah, and maybe I haven't had enough beer yet. But I was telling the truth. Yeah. Yes, the city is called Yiwu. It's a population of about 1.2 million. <laughs> Did you check the pronunciation of that I'm online? Did you? Okay, and I checked the pronunciation of the province it's in, which is Ji Chang. But it's spelled uh, Z-H-E-J-I-A-N-G. But it's pronounced Ji Chang. And 60% of the... Yes. So uh, it's, in, it's in eastern China. Uh, it's often called China's wholesale capital. Uh, or Christmas Town, because it does manufacture 60% of the world's Christmas decorations and party supplies, electronics. Uh, but one thing fascinating about Yiwu is uh, it has an estimated population of 35,000 Muslims and has taken in um, uh, refugees and immigrants from Yemen, Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq, Jordan and Egypt. In Eastern China. If you're prepared to work for a cut price in a, <laughs> in a factory, I'll take you from anywhere then. Yeah. I just think it's fascinating because you think 
some societies are are not as cosmopolitan um, as others but there in Yiwu eastern part of china you got 35,000 muslims from syria afghanistan stuff I everybody that imagines, fascinating everybody imagines all the christmas workers they're like little elves but they're actually middle eastern arabic fellows <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, there's christmas in china they 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 have various not 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 the religious celebration but there's like a uh, i don't know what they call santa claus but he doesn't have i don't know why but he doesn't have elves in okay. china he's got sisters Oh. The sisters help him. Oh, nice. Okay. I don't know if that's his sister or if they're like a nurse. Sister, excuse me, or nuns. So, so there are a lot of different Christmas traditions around the world. Not even, not even the traditional kind of Christmas, northern Germanic countries can agree on what is a Christmas tradition. Hmm. Like if you go to Iceland, Iceland's got these like trolls, these different, <laughs> different Yule, I think, I think they're called the Yule lads. And they... Um, they each have a different personality and they do Iceland. different things over the Christmas time. Yeah, and that's, it's because kind of Western, what we view now yes, yes, yes. as Western traditional Christmassy stuff is mainly created through American like marketing mm. and American movies and American kind of poetry even. Coca-Cola. Well, yeah. And, and, the, and, poem, and the poem. And the poem. The, the night, night before, before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. So, so. My, my favorite fact about uh, about Chinese manufacturing, though, is that 80% of free Tibet flags are made in China. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, good. I'm, I'm actually going to start on the, on the similar theme. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if you, if you go with this one. Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes, we know, yes, yes. We know this the reindeer. song or the, the actual reindeer. Well, the reindeer, right? So, so he wasn't part of the initial obviously the night before christmas yes, which is donna yes. and blitzen and we spoke about them in the in the previous episode mm. but he's obviously he was like a ninth edition because one foggy christmas eve santa needed his nose so bright we need the sleigh your, right yes anyway, won't my, you my, ride my, my sleigh tonight that's right that's yeah. right my my fact guide my sleigh not ride my sleigh <laughs> sorry no sorry, only children. santa gets to ride the sleigh <laughs> and mrs claus <laughs> <laughs> good I assume Santa's monogamous. We, we mustn't make these assumptions. Did I tell you, my brother, when I was small in Vereniging, then I said, well, who's, Santa, who's Father Christmas's wife? And then he said it was Merry Christmas. Right. I'm, your brother's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, my fact is that he started life as a uh, department store mascot to boost sales. Oh, that is so sad. That's no, that's my fact. You don't oh, have to believe it, though. No, it's up to you. You decide. Rudolph, no, mm. he start no. While you're thinking of that, Ryan, he because it's our Christmas yeah. episode, I like to get you gifts on Christmas, as I'm sure yeah. you're aware. And I got Thank you a you. lovely cri- Christmas you, gift this year. Yeah, Thank it's a you. Scotch bonnet. Thank you. It's a little fruit. Enjoy it. Thank you. Must must I eat it? You must eat it, please. All right. Is it like a chili? Scotch as in from Scotland. It's, it's, it's a Scotch bonnet. That's because it, it looks like the wee the wee Scotch hat. Looks like a little tamashanter. No, don't you know? Just really get in there, Ryan. Just really get in there, and uh, and enjoy it. Uh, not eat the pips. You have to. No, you have to. You have to enjoy the whole lot of it. I think. <laughs> it's not like hibernero stuff, is it? No, it's a Scotch bonnet. It's named after, <laughs> it's named after it's a wee. In. It's named after a wee cute Scottish hat. These are don't grow in the Highlands. No, no, they probably don't. But they look like the hat. And you wouldn't name it. You wouldn't name a vicious, say, three hundred and fifty thousand Scoville chili. 
after it after it Tamashato, would you? No, of course you wouldn't. Am I sweating from this or from? <laughs> it's from it's from the moisturizer, I think. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm getting insulted now. Ryan. Like I feel like you need to get in there. Anyway, well, let's uh, let's talk about Rudolph while it's you're quite, enjoying that. It's quite tasty. Exactly, it's very tasty. Just keep enjoying it with your beer. Yeah. I did I did put some milk aside in case you were struggling i think it's a perfect uh, I, I, you see because i didn't know i how suspected your because i could i could tell that this wasn't a thing that, that a scottish lady wore as a brooch no i could th- i thought it was a chili yeah yeah and so i thought don't eat the pips no so we it's we food no the pips aren't uh, aren't the main uh main, it's main. taking a while but it's coming isn't is it, it coming is it good is it getting mm. there don't don't get in there ryan get in there i, I don't want you um insulting me by not enjoying not enjoying the present that's nice that's no, a no, nice I, touch. I feel i feel we'll we'll gift ryan that but it comes later now it's coming like it's coming only now <laughs> good so uh, rudolph the red-nosed reindeer uh no i think you're lying came from the song you're trying to tell me it was some retailer's idea to have a, a reindeer named rudolph to but, sell stuff yeah you he to, to have the story of rudolph sell stuff no it came from the song. Okay. But where did the song guy get it from? Mm, mm. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he got it from this retailer. You think it's in New York? I mean, it sounds American, doesn't it? That the is whole very story. warm. <laughs> is it a hibernero type thing? No, it's a scotch bonnet. I've told you this. I don't know how many times I've got to tell you. It's a scotch bonnet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I? The milk? No, no, just please just... Uh, there's, there's, there's more presents, right? <laughs> presents coming. It's not going to go. In my mouth again, I can't. <laughs> I will if I bring it there. My mouth will. Ah, could you tell me what was the Scotch bonnet was all about? It's a Christmas present. It's it's to celebrate the fact that Jesus was born today. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jesus loved a, a Scotch bonnet on Christmas. Ah. You know that. Right. So Rudolph, um, department store in New York, maybe. No. I'm saying no, it came from the song. Okay. Is that, are you, you yes. you're a liar. Not you're a liar. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's se- the theme, Separate right? the sin from the sinner. <laughs> All right, so, you're, you're not a sinner. You uh-huh. just sinned. You lied about Rudolph. All right, well, you, you enjoy a little more of the Scotch bonnet and I'll tell I you a story. I'm not trying, but I have it later when I'm peckish. No, no, Ryan, I've got more gifts for you later on. You can't, we can't back these I've up. I've done well. We can't. No, you haven't. You haven't. You know the old well. people when they're having lunch. Do you want to? Do you want to see how you eat one of these, Ryan? Do you want to finish it? No, I want you to finish it. I can't okay. eat the pips. They say it's bad. I'll have one with you. I'll have one with you. Happy Christmas, Ryan. Cheers. Oh, and then what you do is you just pop the thing in your mouth and you bite it off and you hold the stalk. You separate the stalk. Are you ready? People are now waiting, Ryan. People I are watching trust. us and they're waiting. They're, I don't in, trust. In, in expectation. Are you ready? Bro, no ways, you didn't. Come. <laughs> this is a trick. Mm. <laughs> you look so fearful, it's amazing. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you see? Nothing. Nothing. Easy. <laughs> mm. Casual, casual, right? All right. Um, 
Yeah. So it's absolutely true. Um, what was, Rudolph was, was working in a department he store. Was, he was created by a writer for the Montgomery Ward retail uh, department store. Um, then they used to hire their own copywriters. You're okay there. Yeah, it's starting to, <laughs> starting to kick in, eh? Uh, but yeah, they used to hire their own, own copywriters back then. And he'd written this story for his kids. And um, he told his boss. And his boss was like, right, let's print, let's print 100,000 copies of this. And, uh, and get it out there and start giving these away to kids for free. And that'll, that'll lure the kids in. So they did. They, they landed up uh, printing a bunch of them for that one year. And within, within uh, a few months, they'd given away a million. By the end of their first year, they'd given away 2.4 million copies of the story, rising to 6 million copies by 1946, which was just seven years after the story debuted. So it was so wildly popular, they smashed all their sales records because people were coming in for their free copies. <laughs> I can... Now you look moisturized. Now you're looking moisturized. <laughs> yeah, so people can. But you have the same thing as me. Yeah, Scotch Bonnet. We, we Scotch Bonnet. I still feel like Leon Schuss is going to burst through the door. <laughs> My soul is on fire. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, right? It's terrible. Are you suffering like me? No. Why not? Because I'm strong, Ryan. I'm a very manly man. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> How could you sabotage our first episode of season two? Uh, so we're going to get through this. Do, do, I, do we have a towel? <laughs> we don't need that. I'm fine. I've got beer. I'll tell you Can what. Can I have some more milk? I was hoping I might be able to find the, uh... Can you... Uh, sorry. Are oh, you finished your fact? Um... No, hang on, I'm not. Um... Oh, yeah, okay. We was, alright, so, um... <laughs> we got a little break to try and, to try and let us... <laughs> cover from the chili. <laughs> um... But, yeah, the guy who wrote it, um... He became a millionaire through licensing the character in the end. And uh, ten years later, his brother-in-law, a guy by the name of Johnny Marks, adapted the story into a song. Really? And yeah, there's two, there's two interesting... So where was this? New York? It was in New York, yeah. It was called the Montgomery Ward Department Store. And there's, there's two little kind of bonus facts on this. Is that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was initially written in exactly the same meter as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh. Which is actually... The actual name of that poem is A Visit from St. Nick, but, mm. you know, it's kind of become known as Twas the Night Before Christmas. But, yeah, so it's the exact same um, meter as that one. So, obviously, a bit of a plagiarist, yeah. this guy. Um, and uh, he toyed with a bunch of names for what he was going to call uh, the reindeer. And initially, he was going to be called Reginald. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then it was changed to Rollo. Why yeah, did he need and, such and then a finally Rudolph. name? Yeah, finally Rudolph. But, um... Yeah, there we go. <clears throat> Shame. I just called Rudolph a cuck name. Sorry, Rudolph's out there. Yeah, Rudy's. Yeah, a lot of people called Rudy. Probably after that 1990s movie about the, the NFL player. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, there, there you go. That's, that's, that's the fact. Ryan is still sweating out of his eyeballs. Which is All right, great. Here's a lovely Christmas fact. Okay, good. Because our Christmas episode. <laughs> Jack the Ripper's first murder was on Christmas Day. Wow. That's perfect. Wow. Do you think he got lonely? 
Because that's what happens on Christmas, right? People get lonely. No. He went out and got himself a little bit of a prostitute. Sex worker. Regretted it. Can we say, um, just asking the studio audience, like if if it was called prostitute in the 1800s, then can we say the word prostitute? No, we've now adapted our modern mores. So we must go. We can't judge them for saying prostitute. But we we can can say, when I refer to who Jack may have had dinner with, that night in the 1800s, I say she was a sex worker. Yeah. I don't say she was a prostitute. Yeah, yeah. Because we now we're here in 2023, Christmas 2023. So you have to say you have to say this accurately. Um, was his first murder on Christmas Day? You would think I would. You would think I would know this. Um, I feel like there's 364 other options. Right? Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's 364 to one that you're talking nonsense. I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it was I don't think it, if he did murder someone on Christmas Day it wasn't his first one. I think you're lying again. Wait, no, not again. This is your first lie. Yeah, I, I haven't had a lie yet. And because it's Christmas, maybe Maybe you're I'm, gonna be truthful and hope that Santa brings you more presents. Yeah. I don't think so. I think you're lying. I don't want a present, I just want him to pay the student loan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hear you. Do you. No, so you think I am lying? I think you are lying. Well, let me tell you. One Christmas afternoon in 1872, uh, the landlady of, of lodgings in Great Coram Street uh, became concerned. This is like the night before Christmas. Or like, uh, who's that dude who gets visited by the... Three ghosts, the three... Oh, um, yeah, Charles Dickens' yeah. Scrooge, right? Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes, so one Christmas afternoon in 1872, the landlady of lodgings in Great Coram Street became, became concerned when one of her tenants didn't return her calls. Not calls on a cell phone, because yeah. it's 1872, but calls, Hello, where are can, you? Can you, tell, can you tell the story in the same meter as Twas the Night Before <laughs> Christmas? On Christmas afternoon, 1872, the landlady of lodgings in Great Coram Street became concerned when one of her tenants didn't return. Her calls full stop. I just needed a... Close, though. I mean, you you got the meter. She had the door to the room broken down by some burly men. She must have felt pretty seriously about this chick missing for a day. Yes. So she had the, the door to... One to her room broken down by some burly men who were met with a horrific sight. It's not very Christmassy. Just What's loads of red Christmassy blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Laying in her bed with her face turned to the ceiling was a 72-year-old penniless London sex worker and wannabe actress Harriet Buswell. You know what? <clears throat> Congratulations, Harriet Buswell. Because if I'm 72, I don't want to be anything except dead. 27. Did I say 72? Oh, you said 72. The yeah. fuck is oh, wrong okay, with right. me? Excuse me, children. What is wrong with me? 27. Okay. 27. Okay. Yes. Uh, so she'd, she was laying in her bed. Her throat had been cut from ear to ear. And to bringing the Christmas cheer. Hey, there you go. There's your free ride. <laughs> and her bedclothes were stained with blood. Sure, heavy. Uh, but Harriet's death remains one of the oldest unsolved murders in London, preceding Jack the Ripper by 16 years. And also, not a Christmas Day murder, because, let's be <clears> honest, 
probably done the day before. If somebody's <laughs> already reached the stage where they prepared to have a door kicked in to come looking for you, mm. she's probably been missing for a little bit. Mm. The fact that they discovered the body on Christmas Day. So, mm. so you were a liar. You're a filthy liar in my mind. Yeah, I, I think it's highly unlikely that it was Jack the Ripper. 16 years before Jack the Ripper, but it was a sex worker. So therefore... And also done in a very similar kind of style. Did he do that? Yeah, I used to... Well, he was, he was kind of clinical. more in alleyways? Didn't he sort of do it in alleyways? Or did he take him to the lodgings? No, no, no. Well, he, so I know for sure the last... Um, was her name Mary? The last victim was, was in her flat. Oh, <coughs> and shit. was discovered on her bed. Um, yeah, I want to say Stroud or Stride. But, um, but yeah, so, so that would not be against his modus operandi. Yeah. Uh, although 16 years is quite a long time. It is wait, a long time. Wait to kill again, you know. Yeah. Maybe there, maybe there were others. Maybe he moved somewhere in the interleading years or something. Because, yeah, all right, believable. But, but also no, not one of Jack the Ripper's victims and no. not on Christmas Day. <clears throat> and in general... You're getting cold this Christmas, essentially. You dirty, filthy liar, you. <laughs> yes, it is not a fact, certainly one that cannot be confirmed, so... All right, I'll tell you a fact about what happened on Christmas Day. Um, Charlemagne, William the Conqueror, and Queen Victoria were all crowned on Christmas Day. Really? Yeah, that's that's my your fact. fact. That's my fact, yeah. Charlemagne, Queen Victoria, and William the Conqueror. All right, so William was the one who, the Norman invasion, who Charles beat Harold. 1966, yeah. yeah. And Charlemagne, uh, obviously... Victoria. Uh, uh, a Frankish warrior king and, yes. the, and the father of Europe. Yeah, he kind of uh, was blessed by the Pope. Eh? So he was like, the Pope was like, this is our guy. Is, the is Byzantians it? rejected that. I right, think, yeah. right, yeah, because he was, he was now the Holy Roman Empire, Emperor. So that was, yeah, the start and of... And so that was the Orthodox Catholic split, or it was sort of, not really. It, it, was, was, it was an attempt to resurrect Western Rome. But it, yeah, yes, it was yes. a... Well, do you know what, what, what century that was, the Charlemagne thing? I think we're talking... I think about the, like the 700s. Yeah, 700s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Charlemagne, Christmas Day. I think this is a lovely fact, and I'm happy to think that it's true. Uh, Queen Victoria, William I, Charlemagne, all crowned on Christmas Day. Uh, unless the Catholics are like, no, you'll do nothing on Christmas Day. No. It sounds like a lovely fact. I'm saying it's true. Um, it's very close to true. It is uh. a lie. And only, and only because, only because Victoria was crowned on the 28th of June, 1838. And the others were, in fact, crowned on Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> Look at so, you. you know, <laughs> little yeah, little no, dick. Oh, oh, please, help me with, with rocks for, for hoping that you might know three little facts. Three little things. He stuck three facts in all one. You needed to so know was the, all you needed to know was the coronation date of Queen Victoria <laughs> to know that I was lying, right? Little thing like that that even primary school children know. And you didn't. I'm appalled by your lack of historical knowledge. But yeah, no, so Queen Victoria obviously is like this big Christmas kind of character because she and her husband basically um, popularized a lot of the traditions that we have because her husband was obviously Germanic so he brought in the Christmas tree to the to the royal family and oh. um, and he and uh, you know Alfred yes, and yes, yes. Uh, and the two of them were seen uh, of, they were painted together with a with a Christmas tree for a newspaper and they popularized the whole idea oh. of bringing a Christmas tree into, into your the home. home so there's a so there's a the whole tradition also of family getting together for Christmas was was driven by them. Wow. Because previously people hadn't bothered to travel and join their families, but because they had quite a big family and they, they did everything together and, 
and it was very much in the news and they were they were considered very loved up and and you know the quintessential kind of family um they popularized the whole thing the, the fact that we get together as a family on a family holiday for christmas so yeah she does have some kind of christmasy link wow it's just not that she was coronated on that day that is a nice fact yeah that uh, is a lovely fact i wonder if uh, there was any issue with um obviously not she had she had issues she had many children, <laughs> <laughs> many no, with, children. with william and, and charlemagne that wasn't it uh, maybe christmas day wasn't a celebration as much as it was mm. a holy day yeah. maybe it wasn't a thing no it, it, it wasn't that family holiday as i said the family holiday is, is very much a victorian uh, thing yeah so previously you'd had um kind of midwinter you know festivals and there was a lot of pagan festival for the you know samhain for the middle of winter so a lot of that was then co-opted so so for many <coughs> centuries that's what people did on that particular day the, you know i don't even know whether the 25th of december by the time of charlemagne and 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 william the conqueror whether it had been cemented as jesus's birthday because remember traditionally he was he was considered to we now think he was born in june but he was considered to have been born on the 6th <coughs> of january which is why we've got that 12 day of Christmas. Kind of, yeah, of Christmas. Uh, yeah, leading up to the 6th of January and why you have to have your Christmas tree down by the 6th of January and because that was originally for for many years considered his Jesus birthday. Sucks. Even though it was wildly wrong itself. Yeah. So so the moving it to the 25th of December was to align it with the pagan holiday and then you know basically just co-opt that. You know. I mean and successfully done one would say. <laughs> We're not sitting here doing our Samhain episode of uh, of the podcast. So uh, I must have told you on the podcast um a conversation backstage at Parker's between Vittorio uh, Leonardi and Mal Mal Miller. So Vic Jew, was Jew, raised South African comedian. Yeah. Vic was raised uh Catholic, Mal Jewish guy and them arguing about um religion but in a fun comedy type way and then mal said ah shut up we us jews just gave you um catholics christmas so you can also make some money (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm sure mal must have delivered it really well (laughs) (laughs) good it's a lovely fact it's a lovely fact here's uh here's a fact Uh a, a lovely lovely music fact and i wonder if you're gonna Gonna yep. nail this one, uh, but my fact is that only two songs have ever reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Two songs. Did I just say only two songs? Only two Christmas songs oh, okay, okay. have only hit number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. One and number one in America. Only two Christmas songs have ever reached the. Pinnacle. And that's that's your fact. Yes. Okay, I would assume. I was hoping you would tell me which ones they are, because that would. It would possibly have led me. Now I won't. Me, uh, is one of the Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas I'm not Is You" because anymore. You can't. that song is an abomination on a on a scale of every year we've got to listen to it a hundred thousand times. I I find it I find it's reached it's eclipsed it's crossed the Rubicon to borrow from P W Puerto, which is not a good not a good one to borrow from. It's crossed the Rubicon from pop song into him. I I think it's. All I want for Christmas is you. Yeah, what I mean by him. that. What I mean by obviously no, referring to Jesus. No, 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 no. All no. I want for Christmas no, is Jesus. It's ri- no. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> no. Okay. What I mean by that is, is, uh, is, or Carol, 
or him. But okay. it's like, oh, you mean a, a Christmas? No, but I classic just you, yeah, it's just you never get sick of it, and it's part of the texture of Christmas now. I see. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, fair enough. There's a lot of weird carols, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we wish you a Merry Christmas. I think, I think I heard it, um, you know, the other day in a checkers. Mm. And I didn't, yeah, I didn't exactly hate it. That's exactly where you heard it. I didn't hate it. It was like, it's fine. This is part of, this is it. I would expect it now. It's part of the landscape. Along with Boney M. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you see. That's exactly. One of the most underrated Christmas albums ever is, uh, maybe not in Texas. It's probably not underrated in Texas, but all over the rest of the world is Kenny and Dolly's little Christmas album. Oh, God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I even listened to it in, like, March and stuff. Are you very much dating yourself? There are a lot of weird carols, right? It wouldn't surprise me if that became a kind of a standard carol. Um, because, as I was about to say, like, <clears throat> We Wish You a Merry Christmas is very odd. It's based on a, on a tradition where, basically, they would... They would flip their roles on Christmas Day so that the nobles became basically like the servants for oh, it. And then the servants would take that's on... That's in the episode of The Crown. They do oh, that really? at Balmoral. Oh, yeah. you see. And okay. it's one of the Queen's favorite things. Oh, really? She likes yeah. being the servant. Hey? <laughs> Naughty Queen Elizabeth. I knew she had a saucy side. I, you could tell. You could tell. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's where that comes from. So that would be the song that then the servants would sing, oh, demanding, oh. uh, you know, the dessert, and then and then they'd. Be then the royals them, must yeah. come on up, and mm. then the royals would have probably other servants <laughs> serve mm. them their dessert. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where do we put the plates? I I don't know. I have no idea where the plates are. But you know, like <laughs> recently, um, two Christmas carols have come under like fire because they now don't really meet modern sensibilities and obviously the one is uh, Baby It's Cold Outside which was uh, yeah, a couple oh, years ago yeah, because, because it's a bit it's, creepy it's, it's eh? a little bit creepy it's lovely but it, I understand yeah, the yeah, hey don't go anywhere just drink all this alcohol and stay in my mm. house because it's cold outside mm. <laughs> but mm. somebody on TikTok actually a couple on TikTok inverted the whole thing uh, which makes it yeah which actually bizarrely makes it okay uh, he's trying to kick her out and she keeps saying, no, no, I want to stay. You don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah, which is great. And he's like, I'll order you an Uber. <laughs> um, yeah, that's quite nice. Um, but the other one which surprised me um, <clears throat> is the Pogues fairy tale in New York. And I, I mean, I get why it's it's getting cancelled a little bit because the couple in it are, are they're a toxic couple and they shout at each other and they call each other names and <clears throat> You know, it's not very nice. But that's the entire point of the song: is that Christmas isn't I, just. I don't know it. Oh, it's. Uh, I'm not going to sing it because. What what shameful. era was this? 1970s, early so 80s. So is it like? Maybe? Uh, is it like a New York couple? Hey, you shut up! You kind like of, but it's, it's done in a it's done in an Irish sing-songy way, and it starts about uh, being in a drunk tank in you know the cops have arrested him and now he's in the drunk tank with all these other guys and and this old man who who says this is probably my last christmas starts to starts to kind of sing and he anyway but um yeah so it's been cancelled a little bit but i think that i think the people who, who have cancelled it have sort of missed the point mm. um about you know it's subversion of christmas and the idea of what christmas is and and how it's experienced really by a lot of people in the world Okay. And I don't think it was ever intended to be this like warm, fuzzy Christmas anthem. I, I, I don't know. Okay. So yeah, well, I do understand the cancellation of Baby It's Cold Outside. All right. Um, 
Anyway, there we go. Um, so only two, hey? That's my fact. Two. Or as much as two. As many as as many as Ooh. two. Yes, as uh, many. So so. I mean, it, it's probably embarrassing ones. Probably Britney Spears's cover, you know, her sexifying Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or something. It's probably like, I, I, she doesn't do that. But Britney, if you want a surefire number one, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll download it a hundred times. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, yes, it's true. <clears throat> Bugger, it is true. Ah. Two songs. Uh, so since the US Billboard Hot 100 was inaugurated in uh, 1958, uh, two holiday songs have reached number one. Number well, The first one was the, the Bloody Chipman song uh, by you David see. Seville. Christmas, Christmas, time for fun. Then at some point number he wants one, a hula. Eh? Yeah. Wanna train that loops the loop. Me, I want a hula hoop. <laughs> that, that is an indictment on humanity as a species. <laughs> what that song? That the Elvis and the Christmas. No, no, no. no. I mean, you, you singing it was pretty much exactly how it sounds, which yeah. is why it's an indictment on humanity that that reached number one. Yeah. Horrible. And then <clears throat> 25 years after she recorded it in 2019, only then did All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey top the charts. Um, so to me, this was an interesting fact. I thought, I thought the feed the world, let them know it's Christmas time, the British, the UK thing for. Yeah. I thought that would have hit number one. It didn't, and that's definitely a Christmas song. Last Christmas by Last Christmas. Hey, I'm sure. Heart. I'm sure feed no, the but, world oh, did hit number one. No, but I'm talking about the US. Oh, that's probably why it oh, must okay. have in the UK. No, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure oh, it did. It must have. And Last Christmas, wham. Oh, that must have whammed straight up to number so, one. So the Christmas number one in the UK is like a particular thing. Like it oh, says right. what's, what is at number one at Christmas is like, and I remember the one year, I think it may have even been while, while we were in, while I was in London, um, they voted for Rage Against the Machine to get to number one <laughs> because it was, yeah, like a particular <laughs> political statement at the time. But yeah, so, so what is number one on Christmas Day matters. So, yeah. so it is interesting that perhaps there in the US. UK, there's probably two dozen, whereas yes. in America. That's probably a good point. I didn't look at it from that angle, but I think you're spot on because I know they're, they're, they're quite, the Brits kind of rally around a, a thing and they, 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 there's like good gears around a thing, even if it's, but naff, they'll still, you know, support no, I, it. I, my experience of British people is entirely the other thing, whereas they they they're rally, they're rally for nothing. You know, there's a there's a there's a tradition in America now that's just like it's trending. It's kind of send out a positive vibes email to your whole team in the in the office every Monday morning, and then everyone mm. can reply with their positive vibes, and it makes mm. your whole office feel amazing. Mm. And um, British people have responded to this going, if you start this in Britain, we will take you outside and beat you again. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, so it's this other, you know, if you're a comedian, if you've ever performed for an American audience, and, and I did, I did, um, I did a Christmas end of year function for the American embassy. Oh, wow. Uh, once, and it's the loveliest, warmest experience you'll ever have, have as an entertainer. That's Because wonderful. the Americans are generally such a supportive and lovely nation. They'll all come to you afterwards and be like, that was fantastic. That was the best That's I've nice. ever seen. You're amazing. And then you just feel so good <laughs> being an entertainer there. Whereas in Britain, they'll be like, you're shit, mate. Get on the fucking stage. <laughs> and then afterwards, they'll come to you and be like, oh, I wasn't so bad. <laughs> it's it's cultural, cultural kind of difference. Um, 
And so. the other one that was really huge, must have been in the UK, was all Sir Cliff Richard with um, Christmas time, mistletoe and wine. Oh, they love that one. So right, writing, writing a Christmas anthem pretty much guarantees you an income for life. A retirement because, Yeah, I, I believe Paul McCartney specifically wrote one, and I can't remember which one it was, but I believe he okay. specifically went out to write a Christmas anthem because he knew this would, like, guarantee cash coming in for the rest of his life. You know, I mean, it's just how it is. Um, although I'm sure he'd deny it now and say, no, I wrote it because truly it came from my heart and, and I feel it's such a special time of the year when all that money gets deposited in my account. <laughs> um, anyway, good. Um, I, I like that we've pop-cultured carols because I want to pop-culture the Christmas carol. Now, and I want to talk about The Muppets Christmas, which honestly is one of the finest Christmas movies of all time. I had a little fact about it last year. Have you ever seen it? No. So it's just got Michael Caine. Oh. Michael Caine is, uh, is Scrooge. And obviously oh. all, the other, all the other parts are played by The Muppets. And it's, it's the first Muppets movie that really kind of made the human star the star previously oh. the muppets had always been the stars and yeah. the humans were kind of side characters but because michael kane was such a big name yeah they kind of made him the central character for this thing and um, when did they do that like many years ago 90s 1990 i oh, think really, uh, eh? yeah um yeah i think it was in 1990 1990 1991 okay. but I'm, yeah i'm pretty sure but it, it changed the way that they do the movies because michael kane you, because he was prepared to be on this and he was mm. such a big star it changed the way that people looked at Muppets movies and they became this like this kind of phenomenon now where you could get a really big star to be in the middle of them and then they would they would hit and um, my fact though for this particular one is it changed it was different in another way in that it was the very first <clears throat> Muppets movie made without Jim Henson so that's Jim Henson fact. is the creator. He's the creator of the Muppets, yeah. Okay. Why did he die? Is um, that anathema? I'm I'm telling you, my fact is, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you too much other stuff, but my fact is it's the first one that was ever made without Jim Henson. Yeah. I mean the little I know about the Muppets, um wasn't Jim often didn't he appear in the TV shows and like, hi Jim, hi, hi guys. Oh, thanks for creating me. Wasn't it like that sort of, oh, you're welcome, guys. Uh, wasn't it that sort of thing? And then, then did he die? And then they must have had an episode. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of sadness in the Muppets the one time. Maybe it was because their creator died. Which is like quite weird in a religious kind of way. God is dead. This is our Nietzsche episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a very Muppety sort of laugh. <laughs> So what do you think? <coughs> I think it, it sounds like it's true. Um, but I, imagine he's not dead and I thought he, di he died. That's terrible of me. Um, but I'm going to say, I think it's true. Jim Henson died in the late 80s and they made a movie straight after that. True. Okay. Uh, it is true. It is oh, true. Oh, shame. Um, what did happened? he die you or almost, did he yeah, You almost got exactly the reason. What happened is uh, Jim Henson died on May 16th, 1990. And um, this was then made, uh, I've actually got the date here, December 11th, 1992 was when it was released. So I was, I was off by a year. Um, and uh, Jim Henson was always the voice of, uh, of Kermit. And a guy by the oh. name of uh, Steve, is it Steve Wittemeyer? 
which am I does the voice of Kermit now, but he, he took over for that, that oh. particular one. Bet you didn't notice that. Um, and then there's a song uh, called One More Sleep Till Christmas. And at the very oh. end, Kermit stares up at a, at a shooting star sort of wistfully. And that's the tribute to, oh. to Jim Henson. And it's, it's actually such a, a successful tribute to him. They've done it in every single Muppets movie since. Oh. So, yeah, look out for it. That's, uh, oh, that's, that's the tribute makes, to... Yeah, that's, uh, that's the tribute so sad to, and beautiful. Yeah. And uh, another little bonus fact. Um, Michael Caine was such a big star to say thank you to him. Uh, for doing the movie uh, this this most people won't even notice they named a shop right at the end they named a shop after Michael Caine it's not called Caine's or Michael's it's called Micklewhite's and that is because Michael Caine's real name is Maurice Micklewhite <laughs> so there you are so, so yeah there's a, there's a store there just to say thank you for doing our movie and uh, it's it's absolutely fantastic it's really very good um, if you haven't seen it you must watch it I mean that's wonderful yeah. it's a lovely fact I will watch it the Muppets Christmas movie and believe it or not we've come to our multiple choice already know, our final fact and uh, I'm talking taking us back to the Christmas tree and uh, there was a bit of an incident recently uh, on uh, trying to write the Christmas, trying to light the Christmas tree at the Rockefeller Center in New York. Right, right. After <laughs> one, one last Christmas <laughs> present <laughs> for you, just before, just oh before you launch into this. My stomach is on fire. I know, suddenly. I know that. Just have a, have a little nibble. Have <laughs> a little nibble. We've got a cup of milk here for you. Happy Christmas, Ryan. I'm Enjoy. Blessings in, uh, of the Yuletide to you. Just a tip. No, no, just a, just a little, just a, just a deeper, slightly... <laughs> You say, I'm, I'm offended. I'm offended that you, you know, reject you. Sure. <laughs> Coward. Sure. Coward. I've just, I've just recovered. <laughs> I've just recovered. Oh, well. You know, the, the people, the people are going to want to watch you eat, eat that, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe as a finale. Maybe once you've done your fact. Oh, no, no, I don't the, think the people are waiting for you, right? No, no pressure, no. but the people are, the people are But here's my it. fact. I don't know. Fucking my tummy's, my tummy's on fire. Yeah. It's like my stomach's actually burning. It's not. I don't know, but it's it only imagined. started burning in like the last ten minutes. Ryan, this is fruit. Do you know that it's laden with all vitamin sorts of good C. vitamins for you? Yeah, loads of good <laughs> vitamins that you can't get from other things. Anyway, things that make you virile and attractive to the opposite sex. So, so the Rockefeller tree lighting <laughs> was disrupted a bit, and it made me think of what happens in 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 big cities with big trees and. Um, uh, my multiple choice is which which of these cities is the only one whose famous giant Christmas tree is artificial? Oh. So only one of these is it artificial? Uh, New York, London, Lisbon, or Dortmund? So it's definitely not London. London actually gets their tree, I think, from Norway every year. Norway sends over a massive pine tree every year to London as a thank you for World War Two, I think. I think it's a World War Two thing. So that's it's definitely <laughs> not that. The Rockefeller tree is very real. Um, and in fact, it started, the Rockefeller tree started as a normal sized tree, just a normal little tree. And just over the years, kind of grew to be, oh, it's got to be massive. So it's either Lisbon or Dortmund. I'd imagine Dortmund, if you guys are using a fake tree, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a naughty word, Fuck you, <laughs> because you have plenty of trees and and it would be entirely wrong. Whereas growing pine trees in Lisbon, probably a fire hazard given the amount of heat and sap and all of that that, uh, that, is, uh, that is around. I'm going to go with Lisbon is the fake tree. 
You're a bugger. You nailed it 100%. <laughs> even at all the facts lined up for all of that. Um, indeed, we'll start with uh, with London. In 1947, King Hauk VII of Norway. Very clever. Gifted Great Britain with a Christmas tree from the forests of Oslo as a token of thanks for the country's support during World War II. And year after year, the king would gift his British allies with another tree. And it is a Norwegian spruce that happens to uh, land in is a Trafalgar. I love Norway's yeah. gifts, though. They, they're so clever because recently on Finland's 100th um, year of independence, they gifted Finland their only mountain. They slightly altered the, the border of Norway so that one of their mountains fell on the, on the Finnish side. So Finland's now got an official... That's such a brilliant creative gift. What an amazing thing. That is very, very funny. Yeah. Um, the Rockefeller Center also gets a Norwegian spruce. I don't know if it's from Norway. I mean, do Norwegian spruces grow outside of Norway? I don't know. But it gets a Norwegian spruce. Dortmund, uh, Germany's Christmas market is home to one massive Christmas tree. It's actually 1,700 red spruce trees built on top of one another into a 150-foot tower. That's that crazy. quite a thing. 1,700, yeah. that's madness. Yeah, they actually build the trees. They use trees to build a big tree. It, it sounds amazing. Even, uh, it's such a heavy tree, even the angel alone weighs 441 pounds. So they take kilos. it seriously. Yeah, no, two hundred kilo angel. So that's a bit yeah. of a chunky angel. Yeah, yeah that's right. Angel. Cut down on the Christmas cookies, angel. Excuse me, I'm burping because of the. I have to cut that part out. That's a, <laughs> No, no, the more you suffer, the more they laugh, Ryan. They <coughs> love it when you Excuse suffer. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> and, and standing at an impressive 249 feet, this artificial tree um, is a construction uh, Christmas miracle. Visitors can find, this is in Lisbon, visitors can find this towering display uh, on the waterfront of the Praça do, do Comercio. The tree is hollow, so people can actually walk inside and look up at the lights from the inside of the tree. Artificial in Lisbon, but still worth, worth a look. Yeah, nice. There's, a, there's some sort of bizarre stat about uh, Christmas trees that, that if you buy an, uh, an artificial one, you've got to use it for something like 20 years before it's more carbon neutral than actually using real trees. <laughs> so, you know, bear that in mind. <laughs> Buy the tree you want to use for the next 20 years. Um, all right, my multiple choice. These are facts about mistletoe. It's just a plant, right? Mm. It's a Christmassy plant. Yes. All right, so number one, which of these facts is, which of these facts is not true about mistletoe? Number one, Harry Potter's first kiss was under mistletoe. Oh. Number two, all mistletoe plants grow as parasites on the branches of other trees and shrubs. Uh, three, the berries are toxic to humans mm. and the leaves are poisonous. Mm -hmm. And four, mistletoe first became a general Christian symbol because the red berries represent the blood that Jesus shed on the cross the day he was crucified. And the sharp pointed leaves symbolize the crown of thorns oh, placed on Jesus' isn't head. Isn't that lovely? At the crucifixion. Yeah. I mean, I can tell by your... Uh, I've, learned, uh, I've done this a few times with Warren. And I think, I think that, like, you're appealing to my religious sensibilities with that last one. That's probably the lie. But it does sound lovely. And I want it to be true. But, you, I mean, the other thing you've got to consider is why is mistletoe? Sure. Like, that's the other yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, the you poisonous, do yes. The fact that it's uh, a parasite, yes. Your first fact was... Um, was what again? Oh, uh, Harry Potter's first kiss. Oh, Harry kiss. Potter. Okay. But his first kiss. This is this is an important 
I'm so not just which gonna one? Go, you, like you had a kiss. Harry Potter's first kiss. There are people literally screaming at their TVs now, L- like shouting at the radio in their car. They know this. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to say I know the poisonous parasite. So it's either Harry Potter or the or the Jesus thing. Um, I'm gonna say you're lying. I just I'm gonna go with go with I'm my like, heart. One of them is a lie. I'm, I'm gonna go with lying, my heart yeah. and not my head. I'm gonna say yes, blood and 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 the crown of thorns. Mind you, it's not a Christmas thing. It's an Easter thing. Hey, mm. Harry Potter first kiss mistletoe. It's funny how how her world, the author of of I, stuff. I think, I think it's important that I read that fourth one again too because. Okay. It's, so it first became a general mm. Christian symbol because mm. the red berries represented hey. the blood. And so that's, it, it was first a general Christian ah. symbol that then kind of mutated to a Christmas symbol. Ah. Yeah, so that's, that's an important. I, I like how, how um, it's funny how someone like the lady who wrote Harry Potter, I've just forgotten her name. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, her. Yeah, J.R. Tolkien. Uh, I'm joking, Jake. I mean, yeah, if you write if you write fantasy, you've got to be George R. R. Martin. You've got to use your <laughs> got to use your middle initials. But I like how she's incorporated because her thing is quite like uh, wizards and stuff and pagan. But then there might be like a bit of a Christmassy thing. Oh, which, she's which she's super British. In. Yeah, she's yeah. super British. Yeah. So that's great. I'm gonna say I'm gonna be controversial and say no, it wasn't under the mistletoe. And I'm gonna say yes, that it was a Christian symbol. So your lie, the, the, the odd one out, the one that's not true, is the Harry Potter kiss. All right, then let me do this slowly. Uh, okay, so it is, it is a parasite plant. Yes, yes, yes. That um, makes sense. Anglo-Saxons actually named it because they noticed that wherever the birds did a shit on the tree, the mistletoe would then grow. Huh. Um, yeah, so in Anglo-Saxon, mistle means dung. And tan means twig, so it's dung on a twig is actually what the name name stands for. And there's actually um, some versions of mistletoe which are called hyperparasites because they grow on other versions of mistletoe. That's incredible. Yeah, so that's that's true about them. Um, They are, in fact, incredibly toxic. So they contain a toxic substance called uh, ferrotoxin. Uh, which gives you like an upset stomach and diarrhea I mean, I just and all had kinds some of things. Now. <laughs> and could actually, uh, it can give you a heart attack if you if you you have enough of it. Stand by, ladies and gentlemen. It's a wee scotch bonnet, Ryan. You sound like a little bitch. <laughs> we, we we wouldn't we wouldn't tolerate that. Scotch broth has got nice plain things in it. Not I know. chilies and nonsense. Exactly, exactly. This is a wee plain little chili, this one. Oh, I gotta tell you though, I, I sort of understand why you don't want the second one because it, it it ripped me a new anus. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so it's true that there is a general Christian symbol with red berries and sharp pointed leaves. Um, that became associated with Christmas, but it's holly, <laughs> not mistletoe. Yeah. So, so Harry Potter's first kiss was indeed was underneath mistletoe. Oh, I beautiful. It could have yeah, been. because the room of requirement grew the tree. Above, Did he kiss above, that, that that girl? Yeah, above above Cho and above um, Harry, which suggests that one of them um, needed to kiss the other one. Because it's the, the room so of the So it wasn't a romantic kiss, but, but it was listen, a... 
Cho was it Chan, the girl with the long hair? The Cho Chan is perhaps the most racist name ever given to any Chinese character in any book ever. But Harry but kissed the, Cho Chan. Yeah, her name's Cho Chan. Yeah. I mean, she barely stopped herself from calling her Ching Cho Chan. <laughs> like, I mean, it's really fucking horrific. Anyway, uh, Harry Potter did. He did. He did kiss her as his first kiss. I actually did. They get the mistletoe from Yiwa in Jijing Province, right? There's, but there's a lot of debate online about which is his first kiss and which is his like. You know, I don't know. For some reason, people who've read these books, and that's not me, uh, argue about which is his real first kiss and which is which is. But but this one this one seems to be it yeah seems to be the thing I don't know if I'm wrong put it in the comments let me know because as I said I haven't read the books but are you are you missing a fact there was a parasite there was another one Christian symbol Harry no. Potter what was the other one oh uh, the parasites the toxic toxic um, yeah. yeah toxic so it is, is indeed toxic, toxic yeah. lovely um, yeah trees. Yeah, this is another interesting thing about mistletoe trees that are infested with the parasite obviously die sooner because it's it's taking off a lot of their their nutrients so they die sooner than other trees but the bird life in forests with mistletoe is better than elsewhere because the dead trees provide a lot of nesting material oh that's nice so the birds actually do better in those forests yeah so it's a strange kind of like symbiotic yeah but it's good for mistletoe to kill off the plants because they depend on birds to spread to propagate the berries yes so it's good for them to kill off their own host thereby killing themselves because they actually get propagated better because there's more bird life. Yes. It's a, it's a strange kind of evolutionary. Yeah, I love... I'm sorry. It is evolutionary, Ryan. Jesus didn't create it this way. Uh, <laughs> I like the, the word symbiosis. I think that's a beautiful word. And it's a beautiful thing in nature. No, this isn't symbiosis. This isn't two things helping each other. So symbiosis would be there's like a frog that lives with a spider in its yeah. underground burrow because <clears throat> they they basically like protect each other. Are you making this up? Or is this no, no, thing? this is real. Okay. They, and then they protect each other. I don't know the names. <laughs> okay. And they, they, they look Aww. after yeah, they look after each other's stuff. That's symbiosis. Mm -hmm. This is very much a parasite is killing the tree. There's no benefit to the tree whatsoever for having the mistletoe <laughs> on it. It's terrible. But the bird relationship. But, but the bird relationship. But you see that that bird relationship with the mistletoe is perhaps yeah it's good Maybe. for the birds it's good for the mistletoe but it's terrible for the tree yeah. maybe that's a metaphor for christmas <laughs> <laughs> it isn't a metaphor for christmas i love christmas yes, i also do and i'm gonna enjoy this one with a sauce tummy because of <laughs> your scotch Ryan, bath ingredients you'll have incredible diarrhea for a mere 12 hours and then you will be fine but it's vitamin Damn c hey the fuck up what vitamin c it's so full of vitamin C. So, so full, full of vitamin of, C, so children. Vitamin C. <laughs> Do the pop it in your kid's lunchbox. Yeah. There's one other. There's one other little quote that I want to. I want to end this episode on because um, I saw somebody wrote that if you love Christmas, mm. so if it's a thing that you you like, it just mm. means that at some point in your life, you've had somebody who loved you very much, oh. and they made Christmas a special time for you. That's so, so nice. nice. Thing to think about. Anyway, good. I'm done. Merry Christmas, folks. Enjoy yourselves. Don't burn the gammon. Or the turkey. Click like, subscribe, and share this thing. We would love it. We really, this is the start of something new for us. Yes, yes. Um, this thing's going huge, man. Huge. Yeah. yeah. And we still have to pay this bastard off. We've got facts coming out of our ears <laughs> for you, for your... In the new year. We'll see you then. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Like, Thank subscribe, you. share. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, Ryan.
eat you freaking chili. Jesus, bro. I thought I was going to vom. <laughs> Just in the last 10 minutes. When the non-denominational religious. <laughs> yeah. Good. The, um... Just in the oh, last bro, 10 minutes. Oh, that didn't record. We have to do it again. No, I don't have it recorded. I've got no way no, of we, telling well, if it recorded. We can always... Um, I was worried that my knee was in the shop the whole time, and that's why I kept trying to move around. Okay, it did record. It did record. Is my knee in the shot? No. No. No, I don't think ne anywhere near it. Okay, good. Mm. <clears throat> okay. So I need to change the battery. I need to look at the, the next episode. Turn off your... Something, please. Turn off your microphone.